0: Mm. Mm. Ain't to Real one. Ain't to Boss. Welcome to ain't Purposely Bossing it. Up, where we talk about bossing ain't up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. everybody welcome back to another episode of purposely bossing up on today's episode i actually have a special guest i've known him since oh my gosh the early 90s and i'm just so proud of all of his accomplishments and everything that he's done so i figured i had to have him as a guest on my podcast so let's introduce him now MJR Enterprises is a self-made talent and management company based off the experiences of CEO and founder, fashion model, and multi-talented entertainer Mike Robb. He started the company with the purposes of restoring quality, tradition, building relationships, professionalism, educating, and most of all, mentorship back into the fashion industry. Mike believes in the golden days where every day people were randomly selected or directly selected by agencies or management firms and giving these people a brand new exposure to their dreams. MJR specializes in the art of fashion. Fashion is the foundation of the company, but it is always open to other areas of talent from acting to public speaking. MJR guarantees exposure, artist talent development, growth within talent experiences, and building personal relationships with each client to better understand of what they want out of their careers. With Mr. Rob's active modeling background, he continues to sustain and build new and better business relationships in various cities along the East Coast to open doors to his clients. So y'all, let's introduce Mike Rob. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning. Good morning, sweet tea. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How you feeling this morning?
1: Um, I'm I'm getting the I'm shaking out the jitters after last night. So I'm I'm good. I'm I'm refreshed a little bit
0: now. I'm glad you refreshed. So let's get into this conversation. Absolutely. So I always start off my podcast with X and my guests. What mm-hmm. does purpose mean to you? Wow, that, that's a question I'm
1: not asked often. Purpose means to me is for one living. Um, I say that first because at the end of the day, as long as we get a second chance to wake up every day, you have some type of purpose to keep going in life. OK, no matter what you're doing, no matter what type of job you have or whatever your goal is, as long as you're waking up, there's a purpose for something throughout your day. It also means to me just staying in courage, um, even if you're in like a down spell or a down moment in your life where you don't seeing you don't see worldly things um driving you anymore just think of the purpose of why you're here because that word that meaning it's internal it's not worldly so as long as you have that type of love and spirit and that type of inner energy then you got a purpose to keep going
0: that's good that's good i really like how you put that um about how you know purpose is internal and it definitely is is something that is created through you and you have to go through so many life experiences to figure out what it is and you know it's not going to be something that you you know you might not find out when you're 10 years old, you might find out when you're 40 years old. So people just always be aware of your surroundings, be aware of the things that go on in your life, because all these things are the pieces that are getting put together for you to really get a wider view of what your purpose is here on life. So, you know, every, I always tell people, everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's not your purpose. You know, your purpose really might just to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. You know, we, we educate every day with the things that we do, We're we're showing and we're teaching people, you know, whatever it is, whether like in your industry and fashion and then in mind, you know, creative branding and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to vary on, you know, based off the person's path or career choice. But you have to really figure out what your purpose is. Your purpose can be something in ministry for those who are, you know, who are high in faith. Like, you know, your, your ministry might be song, you know, or you might be a preacher or, you know, you might be one who like to go out into the street and evangelize to those to bring them closer to whomever, you know, might be your God. So it, it really varies with the individual, y'all. So it's not the same thing, of course, for everybody because everybody's blueprint is different. But you really have to pay attention to all those key things because those are the things that's going to open up your eyes and show you what your purpose is.
1: Absolutely. I mean you yeah. you didn't explain the best as well. So I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So if you had one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why?
1: <laughs> Literally versatile. And I say that because I'm I'm not the same person every day. Um, and I try not to do the same thing over and over again, no, no matter what it is, no, if, whether I'm leaving the house to go run an errand or whether in this industry to work with somebody and, and build a new path. I try to do everything just a little bit different than before, because there's so many ways to do things. And you don't get a routine. You don't want to get locked into a routine where you get so comfortable that you're completely stuck there. So if I if, if if I take that notion and I try to wake up and and then do something different, you know, for example, something small as doing push-ups as soon as I get out of bed. I didn't do that yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So that one little change is me doing something different, which I'm actually trying to get back into doing. But my point is you, you gotta trick yourself up to stay on your own toes because at the end of the day. You're your own worst enemy. You, you you defeat yourself. Nobody else defeats you. So if you, you got to switch up everything you do every day, then so be it. Stay versatile.
0: I agree. I agree. You got to give them a little something different each time, yeah. you know? You know, Whether it's you or your
1: audience. You know?
0: <laughs> you got to switch it up sometimes. You know, you got to switch it up. So... Mm-hmm. You know, you you from Philly, then you relocated to Atlanta. Yes. And you created this MJR Enterprises. Mm-hmm. So can you tell our well viewers and listeners, what made you come up with MJR Enterprise? Like what's the backstory behind that?
1: Wow. Um, backstory is uh well being back home, shit, that was like 2005, six, somewhere around there. Um I, I, I literally just wanted to do something different, as always. Um, me and my cousin Mike went to um, E! Fashion Show back in the day when she had her clothing line. And it was at a convention center, and the show was dope. And we literally looked at each other and was like, yo, we can do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no hesitation, no thought. Like, we can do this. Um, saw somebody from my school at the time at the show who knew uh, fashion, uh, I think he was a fashion stylist, a coordinator um, in the industry of writing named Anthony Henderson. And he introduces he introduced me and Mike to, uh, my cousin named Mike, he introduced us to Anthony, and they're just like, y'all got a show coming up, you can be here this, that, day and time. Went to the show and got booked for the show. No practice, no nothing, no school. Wow. And from that show, it took off modeling. We did a lot of local shows around Philly once we, you know, we was like the Mike and Mike team of, of male modeling back then. So, um, you got, you got a brown skin Mike with braids back then, you know, now, you know, uh, you know, we revert the cycle. <laughs> then my cousin, he was darker and more, you know, muscular. So the, you know, casting people had two options to work with. So it worked for them. Um, but anyway, you know, we did our dual thing for a while as years went on we you know he, he stopped and you know had another path to, to follow um i obviously continued you know went up and down the east coast um there's some shows in new york maryland south carolina and a few other places fast forward met a met a friend of mine uh, was now a friend of mine uh, back then named shea um and we just ended up working together in various areas of fashion i've helped to work our clothing line um started off as hazard assistant and then um, did some more shows, you know, got published, and there was a life change that, you know, she had to move away, and it kind of broke the cycle a little bit, which is okay. But the fashion industry in Philly started to dry up. The entertainment industry overall started to dry up. So eventually it just faded out. Uh, fast forward some years later, I needed to change in my personal life. So I ended up moving to Atlanta, and rebuilt everything from personal to what I wanted to do industry-wise. Started doing some more modeling down here and Atlanta was a little bit worse than Philly. So that's when I knew, I said, you know what? There's something more than just being a talent. And I said that because the talents that I was running into at these shows, and what these casting directors were doing was unethical. They were they were charging models when they shouldn't. They were talking to them nasty. They were treating them any old kind of way. Models was walking in and out of casting calls like clueless on what to do, any direction. And I'm like, is anybody? I got managers? Is anybody like advising y'all? You know what I'm saying? Because most of them, mm-hmm. you know, the, the industry is made up of 85 percent women anyway. So that's who I was seeing. You know, these young women just not knowing what to do or being treated in any type of way. So um, I had a friend of mine, a family friend of mine, that reached out to me. Her daughter wanted to, you know, she was doing stuff for her daughter. And uh, her name was Rina. And it started off like that, just literally giving advice, you know, coaching from a distance because she lives in Charlotte. And next thing you know, we're just like, she's actually traveling to Atlanta, I took it a step forward and she became my first client. So it turned into actual management and it grew. I had several girls um, back then that I was managing, rotating, building, um, and it just took off from there. And, you know, later on down the line, you know, again, everybody passed change. And uh, so you had to re- I had to revert the business a little bit and started business management now. So. Gotcha. That's what I do. You know, I still, you know, every now and then manage, you know, one solidary client. But for the most part, it's it's all about the businesses, the, the small entertainment businesses that I oversee now, which is good.
0: That's dope. That's dope. You know, every business, every every story has a backstory. story. Yeah. That's why I created this podcast, because I wanted people to understand that, you know, these businesses and brands were not built overnight. You know, like you have to go through different trials and tribulations, different experiences. Like you said, you had two, you had several things that happened that Mm kind of shifted what you were doing, but you had to scale back a little because now you said, you know, I don't do the model part as much anymore, but now I do more business management. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you had to. Add a little twist to it, you know, being versatile like you always are, and and you implemented that into your business. So that's that's dope how that all came together. But what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today?
1: Ooh, man, um, there was a couple, but I want to say the 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 most challenging aspect of all of this was trust because when you're thinking about managing in in this world, when you think management. People think, oh, okay, I, I need, you know, an extra person to handle my money, handle this and handle that. In a sense that's true, but people don't think first is trust. You have to trust one another. I don't care if you're a female working with a male or a male working with a female. If you don't trust that person with their craft, then you know you 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 know out of luck. You don't know what direction they're going to take you. Mm -hmm. Management is different from being with an agency. It's different with being with um, an agent. It's a relationship that you literally have to marry. Because in my opinion, you have to understand uh, the talent personally to understand where they want to go professionally. And An example that I love and always use is Janet and Jimmy Lewis and... and, um, um, Jimmy, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Janet Jackson, we all know, and I love her to death. She's been with them since we were, before we was in diapers. Okay. Working with them for years and still to this day, but the one thing that drives their relationship and keeps them working is trust period, no matter what album she puts out. And yeah, she works with other people, but she always go back to Jimmy and Terry because they take care of her, they know her. They know her internally. They know her externally. They know the way she thinks as an artist. They knows they they know what songs would drive her to the charts and which ones that are push her back. Which melodies they they're married. The three of them are married to each other because they understand each other outside the industry. So if you're if if a person is looking to had a business relationship with, as far as management and talent, manager and talent wise like that, gotta, you gotta trust one another. Period. And that's, and and that was the challenging part, but it also helped just a little bit because, um, you know, Tanya, uh, Rena's mom, you know, Tanya, uh, I mean, Rena at the time was 13, 14. So, you know, Tina, you know, what, what gave me the extra, uh, I guess head start was the fact that I, you know, they were family friends. So the comfortability level was already there. Although I hadn't seen them in a while, but at the end of the day, I still had to build trust because this was a new venture that I was doing for myself and for her daughter. So, you know, and I, and I made her understand that too. Like, you know, I I appreciate you reaching out and, 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 and let me do this, but understand, you know, if I can gain your trust, and do what I can, then we, could, we can definitely make something happen. And for the time that we were working, we did. We, we made, a. I, in my opinion, we, we made some things happen. Um, I wanted more, but again, you know, as as she got older, she just wanted a different path. And, hey, we're still friends to this day. So that's the beautiful part of
0: it. Yeah, it's interesting how you um, mentioned the trust in there, because that goes into a lot of um, businesses. Like, you have the the client. Or the customer has to trust you with their brand. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Like people have to trust me and know that I will develop the best brand identity package I can. So then, that way they can always attract customers. They know that their brand identity is um, is attracting their specific target audience, and so on right. and so on. But also with that, you building that trust and relationship, you also have to be confident like you have to be confident even in some cases where we feel like well dang how am i gonna get this done you still have to be confident enough to know that Mm -hmm. something good is gonna come out of this like you have to be confident in yourself you have to be confident in the project and you also Mm -hmm. have to be confident in your client you have to because it has to be reciprocated both ways like you know like They have to be able to let you know, like, oh, I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with this. Or, you know, I think this is a little shaky or whatever. So they have to be – they have to trust you and be confident in you knowing that you can get the job done.
1: And, you know, just to to, uh, piggyback off that little segment right there. So there was a moment, um, and this was after I had – I think by this time I had, like, maybe five or six. It was was Rena, Carlita, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Ashley – and Devin, and then was Lady London. So it was about five of them. Um, but the girls, um, Ashley, Carlita, oh, and Jazzy, I'm sorry, six. Um, so three out of the six that I had, there was an opportunity uh, uh, to, to um, God, who was it? It was this casting agent. she has been in the game for a while, but she had reached out to me because, you know, with social media, I was posting, promoting it. She reached out to me. I can't remember her name, but she was based in New York, and she was. It was paid jobs. It was you know for these uh, these hair ads or whatever, and these weed packets. But they were like they wouldn't they not they were just being models for weed packets something something like that. But they were mm-hmm. models. So the, the questions that the, the the agent that was asking me, um, I, honestly, I, I felt froze, and I never told nobody. It was it was a little bit discouraging because again, although I've never managed before, I I knew the makeup, you know, I knew the blueprint, you know, and, and I say that because you may not be an architect, but you can kind of tell how something is built. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I, and that's how I got this thing rolling. You know, I may not manage before, but I was already in the industry. So I kind of know how it works a little bit. But the question she was asking me, I'm sitting back to myself again, like my my girls are really not prepared for that. And it was just little basic stuff. It was like, you know, the type of pictures, the type of, they had photos taken already, portfolio building, but it it wasn't the direction um, that somebody of her caliber was looking for. And if it was, they didn't have that in their portfolio. Um, and then, obviously, you know, eventually they would have to get to New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was those type of questions. I was like, "Man, my girls are not ready." Okay, no problem. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was the opportunity that I had to really swallow and chalk up because I knew I had some more, some more self learning to do, and I didn't really have, you know, I, I had a mentor per se, but somebody that's been doing this longer than me i haven't i haven't had i've been kind of training myself and and schooling myself as i go along with the experiences that i've that i've that i've dealt with mm-hmm. um and then talking to people you know what i'm saying and then actually reading and watching videos on how to do this energy correct and and, and so that that little moment right there You know, helped me to go a lot stronger and harder than I did from that point on for as as much as I could do with them. So,
0: oh, wow.
1: That was, that was, that was a, you know, adult, but yet, you know, eye opening situation, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And we, and we encounter those. And, you know, like you said, you had to, you had to take that L, but that's okay because it just wasn't meant for you at that current time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, other opportunities may have opened up for you after, you know, you experienced that whole thing. So, you know, everything is not for everybody, y'all. Like, some things sound like the greatest opportunity in the world, but it's not the opportunity, y'all. So you don't have to take everything that comes your way, (laughs) y'all.
1: Trust me, you don't.
0: (laughs) So I know you have other platforms as well. So Mm -hmm. I know you got a fashion magazine and you have a podcast. I mean, can you tell our listeners just, you know, a little bit about, you know those um, platforms as well.
1: Absolutely. So um, yes, I, I wear many hats. Um, over the over the over the years, again in this industry, you have to stay relevant. You have to find things that will keep you going and that'll be relevant to what you already do. So um, the first entity that. Uh, I kind of merged with MJR was uh scripted on clothing. Um my business partner Shay Sutton, that's her clothing land, clothing brand. We've been she's been working at for the last over 15 years. I've been working with her. So I do PR uh for her brand. Um then she created uh Pitch Black Fashion Week um for domestic violence and child abuse in light of our mutual friend Vanessa Banks was uh, murdered several years ago through that type of situation. So God rest his soul. So with that platform, um, we've been doing it for five years. I'm pretty much the co-producer and I run the media aspect of that of that fashion. So, so anything involving in collecting uh, photographers, um, videographers, bloggers, you know, setting up interviews just to, just to help get the brand out there and also a part of just decision-making as well. That's what I do for that brand. Um, in addition to that, as we grew Pitch Black, we there was another platform that was started because of rejection. Um, Bonaire uh, Fashion Magazine, which is now Lifestyle Magazine, uh, was created by Shea as well, um, but it was created on the several things, um, one for, uh, you know, she had lost a cousin in her family, and it was because of that tragedy, she wanted to bring a light out of that. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes we go through so much tragedy and death in our personal life, there's, there's no happiness behind it. And I always think about pain and sorrow. She wanted something to keep in her family and to keep happy. So Bonaire is happiness in French, um, and that's why the magazine was started. But in addition to, um, it was also created for the underground artists the people who have been rejected by the major brands like Vogue and Elle, because simply that you're too urban, you know what I'm saying? is as, 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 as clean as, as, as professional that our work can look on, on paper for urban artists. We're still blackballed and racially profiled as urban and we can't fit into those magazines. So to pretty much stop beating ourselves up about it, our own lane was created. And for the last four years now, it's been doing very, very well. So with that aspect, I'm the creative director for the Bonaire magazine. And I pretty much, you know, any major exclusive photo shoot that we do for our exclusive clients or just gathering content in general, that's where I come in at. As well as PR because I'm pretty much the mouthpiece for the magazine as well. Um, so any events that I need to go to, any interviews I need to set up for that, um, in addition to, you know, creative, directing, I hold for that aspect. And again, it's been doing very, very well. Um, and then recently, uh, the podcast came about, Industry Unleashed Podcast, Real Raw and Uncut. That was a a transformed entity. So a couple of years ago, I started a workshop under that name, and it was a fashion and film workshop. That was simply the sole purpose of that was to give free information Mm -hmm. to people who wanted to start this business, whether you wanted to come into the film side or the fashion side. And Mm -hmm. I had a a buddy of mine named Eric Morton I was doing that with for a couple of sessions. The turnout wasn't too good. It was kind of hard getting off the ground. So I set on the idea. And with, you know, with the world changing and the popularity of podcasts, I said, well, why not switch it? And that's what I did. I took still took some years to think about it. Um, got with the right team, the right platform to to broadcast it on. So now, I guess to say I'm a part of history. You know, doing my show out of Morris Brown College here in Atlanta. Um, HBC get accreditation back. Um, my people's over at 102.6 at Situation Radio. Um, I, I broadcast out of their studios, which is in Morris Brown. So all of that just felt right. It is right, and it's been a blessing overall. And then the last entity, yeah, the last entity (laughs) is uh, producing my own show, uh, Legacy Runway Fashion Show, which will dedicate to the future of fashion. Um, I created that show for one. I love the word legacy. Everything that I'm doing right now, the reason why I created MJR is to build a legacy. I build a legacy for the future of entertainment, but also a legacy for my own family. When I'm not here no more, I hopefully one day somebody in my family that I can trust can help carry this on. So that's what Legacy Runway is going to be all about. Um, it's it doesn't have a cause behind it, and that's another thing. What I wanted to do is to separate you know those type of productions from just having a good production because there are a lot of you know there's a lot of shows out there that have causes behind it, which is great, but. What about the ones that are just just got a good meaning and a, and a good layout? You know what I'm saying, and just all about fashion. So that's what Legacy uh, Runway is going to be. It's been it's been in development for a while. Um, it would have been off this year, but COVID and, and, and pitch black got in the way. Um, but hopefully next year, um, if we get through this pandemic business, I think November I had it set as a as a month to kick it off. So. Just keep your eyes watched for that, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is dope. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, y'all. I like I said in his intro. Me and Mike have known each other since the early '90s. Um, <laughs> we, we we traveled together. We 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 just who would have known we would be falling into almost the same field at at you know with each other in our later life. You know so. This is really dope and I was super excited to have you on here today. So I always ask, mm-hmm. if you can give your younger self a piece of advice, what oh. would you tell them?
1: Wow, um, man, that is dope. Um, man, hmm, what would I tell them? Okay, well, let, let's, 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 can I paint a picture? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's paint a picture. Okay, so in reference to Gemini Man, because I, I just saw that movie again last night, If I had my younger self, my younger Mike Rob right here in front of this desk right now, I would say, the hell is you doing? What the hell are you doing? You have so many things in your life that you can go after versus the ones that you're chasing at. Is it the difference between going and chasing? Go after finishing school, seeing yourself through college, leave the girls alone, and, and and really focus on your entrepreneurship early, because I always had it in me, and I think that, you know, I, I thank my, my mom and my grandparents especially, because she's all, you know, my grandparents, they, they, they always, um, you know, had like little conventions and, and workshops that were centered around entrepreneurship for, for African-American youth, for men too, so but I just wish I would've paid attention to that a little bit stronger, and, and 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 went that route harder versus later in life. Also, I would tell my younger self, um, you know, don't beat yourself up too bad, you know, because the advice that I gave today, you know, I, I couldn't give it without actually experiencing it and going through it myself. Um, and I'm still a work in progress, you know what I'm saying, with with myself and with this. These, in, this industry and these businesses overall is a continue, continue, continuing work in progress. I think I'm five or six years in on the side of the business, and I'm not done yet, and I'm not an expert yet. So that's what I would say to him because those are the main factors that, that I lacked in that kind of changed that direction of my life. Oh, and money, and, and, and be smart with your personal money. <laughs> mm. You know? We all got a little bit of spending habits that are not good, so um I would definitely say, be smarter with your money, and everything should be all right so
0: yes, those are good pieces of advice yeah i've i I mean since I've been asking this question on the podcast, a lot of people a lot of people have had some some good pieces of advice they can give their younger self it's mm-hmm. It's really good to be able to. Not saying like you have to travel back in time, but like how you set up that scenery. Like if he was standing right here, this is what I would tell him, you know, right. so it's important. So outside of your um, your legacy brand that you want to be launching soon, do you have any other upcoming projects that you can tell our listeners about?
1: Yes. Well, season two for Industry Unleashed um, is going to jump back in the full gear next month, October um so if anybody's looking to and, and I do virtual interviews as well at the studio, so that's good. Um so if anybody's looking to, you know, solidify a spot for interview to, to help spread your your brand on this side of the fence, definitely contact me. Industry Unleash Podcast at gmail dot com. will I'll look you over your information and lock in a date for you. Besides the legacy in that, um I'm Slowly, slowly gearing myself up to get back into the acting world. So that's something that I also, um, especially since Pitch Black is um, unfortunately ending this year, um, that'll free up some time that I can focus on myself on that aspect because I got to stay busy. Like, I, I'm a I'm a busy bee like crazy. My mom was telling me the other day when the, she said, when you was in my womb, you would just move all around and your fists would go this way, your arms would go that way, and then now you didn't came out and you ain't stopped moving yet. Well, you're damn right. Because <laughs> I don't like to be bored. So, um, you know, I, I took some headshots a few months ago. I'm going to just reset it up, a profile on Actors Access. Um, I was talking to another friend of mine, Monique, for some, Uh, for advice on, you know, different classes that I, that I need to take. Um, So eventually, well, I am uh, currently just, you know, like I said, I'm seeking out the information so I can prepare myself to, to dive into one of those classes very soon and and, and get back into that. Cause I've done a few extra uh, work down here, um, but I don't want to be an extra actor. I want to have a principal role and actually get into some things. So, um, that's my next venture that I'm in gear right now.
0: That's good. That's good. So how can our listeners um, catch up with you on social media?
1: Yeah. So um, there's a lot of social media pages that I have for the businesses, but the main one is MJR enterprises. That's Facebook and Instagram. Um, You can find you can follow Bonaire magazine on both pages, industry unleashed on both pages, legacy on both legacy runway show on both pages um scripted one on both pages scripted one clothing pitch black fashion week on both pages um but before all of that just just go to the website i mean if you have a business you gotta have a website right mjr enterprises ent.com you can see everything that i mentioned on the website as well and you get to know more and i would love to work with you as well so uh hit me up See what
0: happens. Yes, yes. So before we go, can you Hmm. give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life?
1: Yes. Um, Because it's just another day in the life of a man boss. (laughs) Wow. Know your purpose, number one. Recognize your goals. If you don't focus on nothing else, focus on your goals. If you get distracted easily, Make sure that distraction is a good distraction, a distraction of elevation. Um, And just know that whatever you do in life or whatever business world that you're in is not gonna happen overnight. You do not need a microwave career. You need a career that's gonna stand after you're gone. So work your careers with purpose, work your careers with passion, endurance, in love and first before anything else with, with the higher power, almighty God, because I'm a firm believer in his spirit. I'm a spiritual person. Um, and I, I know I wouldn't have started this platform if it wasn't for the, perp- the, the reasons that I mentioned earlier. I didn't just, you know, wake up, you know, one day and say, hey, I want to manage and get some money. Because at the end of the day, it's not really all about the money. It's all about what you can leave on a person's life. And, um, you know, and I'm not bragging or boasting, but, you know, the clients, some of the clients that I mentioned today, you know, they have inboxed me or texted me just to say thank you, you know, because the new path that they're taking with their careers, they said if it wasn't for the advice that I gave them or the time that I spent with them, they wouldn't know. And I don't take that for granted. I actually got kind of teary-eyed when I heard that. So for them, I thank them because even though I'm not working with them they still keep me going cuz there's many many other talents out there like them that I hope to work with one day so just stay encouraged people it's not over yet
0: yeah that's a good piece of advice it's always good to leave an impact on other people but also get those messages and be like you know thank you so much like stuff like that because sometimes yeah. even regular people you can just be living your regular life and be impacting people, and people tell you things, even complete strangers. So you're always. That's why I, my mom used to always say, "Always be on your p's and q's because you never know who's watching. So
1: you, you, you just don't know." First, first appearance is everything, man. First impressions, first appearance is everything, and I, and and that's and that's what I also have to tell people too. Make your, your and they hear it before, but make your first impression your best impression, man. Listen, you, you, I know we ain't got the time because that's that's a whole nother world, but I've, I've, I've I've literally turned my nose up because the first time I met somebody, it's just like, you want to do this with me or, or you're in this industry for that? Why? Like, they don't understand, like, even I can go as deep as these trap rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like, Trap rapping, I get it. It's a thing. It's it's a, it's his own entity. But if you're not actually rapping at that moment, if you're in an interview or just meeting somebody outside of that realm, just for one second, like, do you know how to turn that on and off? Mm-hmm. Because if if you don't, I, I can't I can't really respect you as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just gotta separate the two. So please, please, and, and for my industry folk, make your yeah yeah. Your first impression, your best impression, because if nobody else remembers anything about you down to your name, they remember, yeah, that's the person that did such and such. And he, he or she came up to me and was so polite and this and the third. They will go to the ends of the earth to hunt you down just to talk to you again or to, or to work with you because you made a good lasting impression. And, I, and it's, I've done it and it's been done to me. So trust me, it works. And it may sound corny and soft, but it'll, it'll carry you a long, long, long way. That's more directed to my millennials and the younger folk that don't know too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's true. That's that's also another good piece of advice that definitely is because that like you say, it can carry you a long way. It can ruin relationships, but it can also build relationships as well. So that first impression, y'all, is everything. The last thing you wanna do is leave a sour taste in somebody's mouth the first time you meet them. Yes. That's the last. That's mm-hmm. the last thing because that's it. They ain't gonna want to work with you. They ain't gonna want to do nothing with you. They ain't even gonna want you to be on a social media platform. So yeah. it's just like be good and, at what you do. And and that actual saying,
1: I mean, in my opinion, you know, started from you know the corporate world. In in in, in this world as well, you know, we, we, with from the acting standpoint, if you're uh, going out for a casting call and you're you're, you're auditioning for anything. The last thing you want to do is is turn up or flip out or or just curse somebody out because you didn't get the result that you were looking for. At the end of the day, if you didn't get selected for something and you walk away with your head held high as a strong woman, a man, hell, the, the second chance is granted just off of that. The callback is is, is granted just off of that. Well, you know what? Why are you calling me that? Why did I get this after you said you didn't? It was your attitude. It was the way you received the criticism. It was the way you left the room. You didn't do this versus that. You said, thank you for the opportunity or whatever the word was. And that's the person we want to work with, your passion. Trust me, it, it works in so many ways. It's not even funny. So... Just, just do that. Like your shirt. Just do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Mike, I am so happy to have had you on this episode of Purposely Boston Up today. Like, you did a great job. Thank you. You know, you know. You know, you know I hope I just hope everybody was um, listening to the gems that you were dropping, you know, writing down some things, um, especially how to keep in contact with you because you're doing a lot of stuff. Like you have some things coming up. So people, please be on the lookout with everything that Mike is doing, all his brand, you know, the whole shebang, he's doing a lot. So uh, with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose.
1: Yes, wear your crowns, kings and queens. Please wear them well. It's gonna be built heavy. But if you can handle it, wear it well.
0: Mm. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.